Gentlemen, you realize that we've found. Who knows what waits for us in nature's no man's land? Those hands and those eyes! You've got to do something about it, you've got! Baffling questions, astounding questions. Earthly or unearthly? Is it human or inhuman? Ancient Aztec legend tells of a god who descended to earth from the stars at the dawn of time and became the father of the first Puma man. You are the Puma man. Puma man, we must find him and kill him. You must obey me. I will destroy your powers. Ah! I will destroy your mind. You belong to me now. I kill him, Dr. Gong! yourself! If you go, you're lost. They'll kill you! The gold mask. Oh, incredible! The Puma Man. I've contacted Tony Farns. There's a high probability it's him. What's your plan? To follow them until I find out where the mask is. Welcome to another episode of It Came From The Bottom, that's staying in. Once again, brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Once again, I'm Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. Or Jizza, for short. (laughs) And this week, we're watching another MST3K movie, The Puma Man. From 1980. So Zip and I had never seen this movie before, but Adina was telling us all about it, and she's a big fan. And um, so I was really excited to talk about this one today. You so take it away, Adina. Yeah. Tell us about the movie. No, I don't want to. This movie 
movie was so bad. I hated this movie so much. Oh my god. And no, I've never seen this movie. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> oh my god. I'd seen, I, I realized when I watched this, I'd seen parts of it before. Right. Especially some of the more iconic moments. Sure. Zip, you'd seen it before. Yes. I, I had seen the, the MST version I before. Did you say iconic moments? Yes. Yeah. Oh, we'll get what? to them. Okay. They will be discussed. Okay. And in great I detail. I don't know what those are, but okay. <laughs> so, yes, we watched The Puma Man, or as I like to call it, an American Puma Man in London. <laughs> Oh my god. That's a great title. It is yes. a great title. That is a great title. Zip, can you give us the IMDb description for this movie? Sure. Professor Tony Farms discovers that he is really Puma Man, a superhero who is descended from the gods. Together with an Aztec priest, they try to thwart the plans of Cobras, who is in possession of the sacred Puma Mask and plans to hypnotize government leaders with it and take over the world. Puma Man spends most of the movie flying awkwardly and jumping around, leaving the Aztec priest to perform all the physically demanding tasks. Accurate. That is accurate. accurate. Have you guys seen the poster for this movie? Yes. It is fucking badass. It is badass, and it's not representative at all of what happens. There's two. This is my favorite. Okay. Ooh, wow. He's blonde and has wings. I would have that on my wall. Yeah, that's a great poster. The, and why does it look like the Death Star behind him? Yeah, because that's what that ship looked like. It, 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 but the, sh- the ship in the movie does not look like the Death no, Star. It it's round, yeah. and that's where the similarities end. Yeah, yeah. yeah this movie is uh, a little silly. and uh, <laughs> A little. <laughs> yeah. The, again, another MST3K movie they've done. Oh, and, no, there uh, it is. That is the Death Star. The, uh, this is the... the uh, I found a VHS cover of the movie, and this looks to be the Spanish version. El oh, Hombre yeah, Puma. Spanish. Yep. Yes, hombre, that's Spanish. El Hombre Puma. No, yes. the one Jack was looking at is was Italian. Italian. This this is Spanish, and it, but it's the same poster that he was looking at, and yeah. that is straight up the Death Star. That's that is not crazy. that is not the spaceship that appears in this movie, because the gods are from space. Let's just go ahead and jump into the plot, shall we? <sighs> Why so not? So we have this weird. MST3K-esque opening credit sequence because it's like this title card mm-hmm. with this like was, did the font remind you guys of MST3K at all? The background with like the green font? A little bit. It, well, yeah. It didn't seem like it fit. It seemed like it was added years later or something like that. It didn't seem to fit the time of the movie. Um, well, I don't know. This was 1980. True. This opening explanation about how God fathered the first Puma Man or a God from space. Correct. Right. And while this is happening we enter... Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Death Star, which is what I called it. And and this spaceship is apparently bestowing this magic MacGuffin mask on Earth because... Because. For reasons. Then we get our opening credits. And it's... All it is is it's just lingering on this mask, framed, almost like it's waiting for Indiana Jones to come get it. Mm -hmm. And flashing light above it, and all of our titles, all of our names, all of our credits go over this. Right. And that's it. Nothing complicated. We get our, you know, opening music, blah, blah, blah. Then we cut to modern day, where the mask is now, I guess, it's been found because we meet our leading lady, Jane. She's apparently able to read what is inscribed into this mask. Mm-hmm. Right. So she's learning from this about the Puma Man legend 
She's explaining it to her boss, who is played by Donald Pleasance, who is playing General Zod. He phones in this entire performance. Oh, he didn't give a shit. The voice he used was so affected. Yes. In the way. He, he made sure to talk like this through the whole movie. I, oh, lo, 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 This character's name is Cobras. You get Cobras. it? She says, okay, you know what? This mask is great. It belongs in a museum. And so she tries to leave and report this. And he says, no, it must be ours for taking over the world. <laughs> and so as she's trying to leave, he takes over her mind with the mask. Now, a couple questions. Number one, how did he know it could do this? Second question, why is it something that the mask could even do in the first place? Because when you go back to well, this... Well, seemingly it's the only thing the mask does. Well, th- th- well, or generate a magical force fields, but that comes later. From this opening crawl that we get, it's supposed to be the symbol of the Puma Man. Right. And the Puma Man is supposed to be this character who stands for truth and justice and peace. So why would this character need to take over people's minds? That seems kind of counterintuitive to the whole vigilante thing, doesn't it? Well, it does, unless that he's using it on the bad men to make them stop their evil ways, but but that's never who the fuck suggested, knows? right? No, no, no. It's we never don't get the mythology of this mask at all. Like it's never no. explained how it was found. In fact, what she reads off of the mask Says when she first speaks is exactly what's in the fucking opening title card. Yeah, yeah. you know. It's like redundant much. She gets her mind taken over because he puts his face up behind the mask, not into it, but behind it kind of, like he's looking through one of the eye holes at her. Well, that changes depending on which angle we're looking at. Because from the front, they do this thing where you see the mask and then like just the slightest portion of the left side of his head is peeking from around the side. But when the camera angle cuts to behind him, his face is fully behind the mask. Right. So it's, yeah, it's supposed it's, to be one of those, ooh, it's artsy-fartsy kind of thing. Is it? No, it's not. Well, <laughs> the art department had fun with the next thing that happens because as soon as she gets her mind taken over, her head appears on his desk. Uh, yeah, we get and this, this weird... is the biggest what the fuck for the entire movie because once he has used the mask to take control of someone completely, a porcelain a Barbie head figure yes. of the person's head appears. appears, and then there are wires in it. Yeah, and the, well, the wires come later. But <laughs> well, what are they for? That's the thing. Why were they? I added? don't know. It's, it's so these heads of the person that he's taken over appear, and he has all of those sitting on shelves in front of the permanent home for the mask. Once he gets it back to his evil lair. Where if he points it at the porcelain head, he can tell that person what to do no matter where they are. So he doesn't have to have the person in the room to continue to control them. That's never explained why these heads appear and then later on why they have wires attached to the sides of the heads. And, and when this happens, his second, he's got this like weird, tall, gangly-looking guy. Who's, who's, his henchman who's with him all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. He says to him, we make slaves of men with this mask. We'll dominate the world. Who can stop us? To which I say, well, time. Because it took him a little bit of time to actually get that one person under his control. Yeah. And then desk space. <laughs> right. Because by the end of the movie, he's out. Like He has an entire desk full of porcelain heads. Full of all yeah. the porcelain heads. Right. There's no more room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have to get a bigger shelf. 
So it's from here that his next step to taking over the world is to find the titular Puma Man and destroy yeah. him because apparently he is the only threat posed to his evil scheme. Then we cut to montage, Working on a montage. of people getting thrown out of windows. Yep. Inexplicably. Yeah. And somebody <laughs> taking their picture. Yeah, no, I wrote, the following first-degree murder montage is brought to you by Nikon. Yeah. Because we get several cuts back to it being clearly a Nikon camera, which we never see any kind of connection to the plot. It no, just... and it implies that perhaps the guy taking the picture is part of is the... part of the people throwing out of windows yeah. business. But no. But no, it was just so we could get a picture. I like to think it's the guy from Skydivers, but that's just me. I'm down with that. I'm totally <laughs> down with that. Yes. He just likes to look at him. Yeah. Yeah. We meet our main character, Tony, and his English friend, Martin. Was it? Yeah. Is he? Is he? Yes. Why? Oh, my God. Well, first, first of, all, of all, he's the best actor in the whole movie. He's the best actor in the is. whole movie. He is. His lines. Well, I, I, well, I don't know. He's got some. Well, I'll get into it. He's the mm. best actor in the whole movie. <laughs> okay. He's driving a VW bus, which we find out later is actually a fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> I think this movie was sponsored by VW because Tony's car is a VW bug. Yep. So, um, but he's the only English person we meet in London. Right. He's the only what? British person in London. Yes. Yes. And we don't find out we're in London until way later. Yeah. But this movie was shot in Italy, everybody. Yeah. Okay, so we're hearing a lot of American people and whatever affected accent Donald Pleasance has got going on. Right. Okay, so the only London, the only English person we hear is Martin. That's his name. Yes. He, he, and I was so excited when he came back. So he was my hobo from the start when I yes. first saw him, and then he comes back. Yes. So he's the only person who makes any fucking sense. Well, he does exposit what's going on to our main character in this car. Exactly. Because and he... Uh, he he makes sense, and I believe him every time he speaks. And he knows what movies he, he's in. Oh, yes, absolutely. So, Martin, the bus-slash-fire truck driver, you are my hobo in a barn. Okay, put a pin in that, because I want to talk about that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because there's, well... No. So he's busy expositing to Tony about how a bunch of people fitting his profile are apparently being flung out of windows and murdered. Yeah, whose parents died in car crashes. Yeah, it gets very right? spe- well. It's, it's, very it's Americans mm-hmm. who um, are doctors, are doctors or scientists or whatever he. Is. He's a paleontologist mm-hmm. and whose parents died when he was young. I'm like, that is oddly specific. Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, yeah, so it's this very specific list. And apparently, four other Americans fit this bill in yeah. London. Because mm-hmm. four Batman Americans have been tossed out of windows to their demise. Yep. And yet we still only meet one person with a British accent in the entire movie. <laughs> the entire movie. One actual One Brit. actual yeah. British person. We we find out that Tony works in a in a museum. Yes. In a museum. And the his boss is Dick. But hilarious because this is when I thought he there's a moment where Tony the music in this movie, you guys Oh is oh, the, the worst. 
It is the worst. Is it? Yeah, it is the worst. It is the worst. Okay, but there's something that the music does that cues Tony to feel like his spidey sense is happening. Yes. Right? So he's like, he rubs his head and he's like, I get this way when I sense danger. And his boss is like, well, you sense rightly you're in danger of being being fired. Yeah, and then he takes his glasses, glasses off, off and, and like he cleans them. Furiously cleans them. Furiously yeah. cleans yeah. them. Yeah. So yeah. then, so then, but, but we what? Meet. But it's not just the music that gives away the the spidey sense that's tingling. He also emits a noise, doesn't he? Every time his head aches, that sounds sort of like a backgasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I brought it back. Suck it. Oh my god! Because every every, every time. single time. Yeah. He reaches up and grabs his head. He goes, uh, every time. It's the same exact noise. Every time. Oh, my God. So then we meet uh, Vadinho because we've seen this guy. He's this very tall Hispanic man with a gigantic chin. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. you know, he, he, this, we could probably take Robert Zadar on. stone. Yeah. This yeah. guy's yeah. face is. Yeah. And he's been following... Tony around on his morning jog, and he's—I guess—he's followed him into his work at the museum because he's yeah. playing with like dinosaur bones at his desk, and he looks up and he sees Vadinho. Yeah, this definitely looks like an area of the museum where just regular people should Shouldn't not be. be. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like just handling bones. They're probably dinosaur bones waiting to be sorted. And he's yeah. Just like, hey, what's up, guys? I mean, Tony seems to be the only one who gives a shit about it too, because he sees Vadinho pick up something and then start to leave, and he follows him out. He just yeah. steals a fucking bone. He steals, yeah. I mean, his plan worked. It did work sure to did. get Tony out. Yeah. He, just so he goes out in the hallway, looks around, can't see him, walks down to the end of the hall next to a conveniently placed window, and Vidinho <laughs> appears behind him, picks him up, throws him out the damn window. And yeah. we, have, we, we have our first bad blue screen effect. Oh, my God. It's you so see terrible. him falling, and it's just... It is yeah. terrible. But and, he, and this... So, yeah, it's just of, of him... Like standing there waving his arms in the air in front of a blue screen uh, while the blue screen shows the wall furiously rolling behind him. And it makes it look like he is falling for days. Several yeah. stories, yeah. It does. Yeah. But he, luckily, three, three. luckily he just he, falls softly he, onto his hip flexor and he's he, fine. He fell, or that he, that he was thrown out of the third, third floor, floor window. Yeah. So at most, this guy has a broken leg. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yes. But no, it was no, not as dramatic as they tried to make it no. seem. No, he just like and lands f- softly, though, on right. his hip flexor. And, just like and a little, right yeah. around like here bruise. is when I asked myself, is this movie a comedy? Because it, it yes. sort of kind of feels but like a not buddy. intentional. Right, exactly. It yeah. feels like a buddy comedy. It feels like it's meant for children at certain moments. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? So Tony is somehow unscathed from this, and then Vadinho comes up and he confronts him. And you know, after a chase scene, because he corners him in, like this shed. Yes. He gets in there. It looks like he's about to kiss him, but he doesn't. <laughs> and, and he says, "You're a puma man." And then he just and then splits. He disappears. He just disappears. Yeah. 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 So, okay, pause. So we can assume from this that because we we, we learn that Vadinho has been the one who's been throwing these people out of windows. Right. This guy has murdered four people, yes. and he's a fucking protagonist in this movie. He is. He turns out to be this really nice, holy guy, but in order to find the Puma Man, he has to kill people. So I think yeah. he kills more people than the villain of this movie. Yeah. Right? 
Yes. Yes. How fucked up is that? It's totally the, fucked up. Because the innocent villain people. doesn't kill anybody. Right. He just controls their mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he kills four innocent people, mm-hmm. and the villain's just taking over people's minds. Yeah. 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 And then comes to realize, it was like, oh, wait, I knew your dad. I didn't have to throw those people out of the window after all. It's like, what? Now that's how you're going to excuse the murder? Maybe they were just practice. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But yeah, that that part of the story is just glossed over real quickly. Tony then meets Jane in the museum. She shows up because mm-hmm. I guess they're he's now on their watch list somehow. So she asks him for an interview out of nowhere, and she invites him over to her dad's house, who happens to be the uh, Dutch ambassador. Yes. So he goes. He agrees to meet her at the Dutch embassy. And that's it. They just part ways, but it's making it seem like this like first chance encounter, little like this, flirty thing. I mean, that it wasn't really. The chemistry was awful between these two. There wasn't any. No, no there wasn't. She's a pretty lady, I gotta say. Uh, yeah, yeah, at times. She's pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. So this invitation is a trap, obviously, and because we it's learned this from Donald Pleasance, he confirms it. But again, how do they come to suspect that Tony was their? How do they pick man? him? Right. Yeah. How do they? It, 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 it's never explained how they realize. Maybe he's the one we need to be watching. They didn't know his dad. They had no idea. While Tony is getting ready for the party, the light goes out in his apartment, and he can suddenly see in the dark because we get this this red, this almost infrared-looking vision. Yeah. Virginia then shows up and explains some stuff some more. Well, let me rephrase. He actually explains stuff. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, is it like Tony's going through some kind of second puberty now because all this is happening now? Because he can now suddenly fall out of windows unscathed. He can see in the dark. He can do all kinds of other shit, but he hasn't actually gotten the things to bestow him his powers that's right. coming up. And and why does Vidino, Vidinho have to be so goddamn menacing all the time? Or cryptic. Right. Just tell him what's going on. If you're the right. watcher, if you're like Giles for Buffy, yeah, yeah. right? What, why don't you just explain your shit? I mean, I know in the movie, Donald Sutherland was a little stalkerish and creepy and didn't really explain shit. But it's like if you're the high priest of this whatever and you're well, hope, hoping to help the Puma man, mm-hmm. stop turning the lights out and scaring the shit out of him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now that you know who he is, just sit him down and have a drink and explain it. Hey, so what yeah. does he tell him here? It, it, he says that his dad was a Puma man. He comes down from a long line of Puma men. Mm-hmm. And he says that he has the power in him as well. And that he should accept the responsibility in order to save the world. And then he gives him a third place pro wrestling belt and tells him that if he puts it on, he'll get the power. Instead, Tony's like, okay, naturally, he's like, okay, this guy's crazy. Even though he saw a picture of his family that Vadinho shows him, he still splits. He leaves Vadinho in his apartment, which seems like a great idea. Oh, yeah. Virginia then stops him with this Hulk Hogan-like power from Santa with Muscles because he stops his car. He holds on to it. Yeah, Tony gets in the car and starts to drive away, and Virginia's standing behind it holding the bumper, the rear bumper, and the car is not going anywhere. And he's like, take me to the party with you. (laughs) No, well, he warns him it's a trap. No, he tells him don't go to the party because it's a trap. Yeah. Tony lets him get in the car with him, and they ride to the party together. So, So Tony is then driving pretty recklessly, and then... Suddenly he just stops and then just runs away, leaving Vadinho in the car to right. this really weird music. So this was, this, this was like when the 
the the polyphonic Puma Man theme song started playing. Right. And at first it sounded to me like the introduction you see from like a 1980s local access news station introduction. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The music really, it, it's all over the place. Because this was, it came out in 1980, uh, so it was obviously filmed just before that. So there is there is some late 70s popish kind of sounding music at certain points. There's disco music. This is the disco music that you're talking about yeah. uh, th- that's playing at this point. And then the main Puma Man theme is this cheesy synthesized... I don't know. It's it's like this upbeat kind of dun 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 it is dun, the dun, worst. dun dun dun. It is the worst. <laughs> it is the worst. I liked it, but no. only only if they just used it some better moments than they did. They used it because so they, they used it at completely inappropriate yes. times. Yeah, yeah. Uh. like the the seventies ballad kind of music should have been used with just. The, the, the woman. Because that they, at least would make sense. But, but, no, it's inter- but they use it when he's introduced to Vidinho, and I'm like, whoa, what's right. going That's on why here? I thought this movie was a comedy, too, because there right. are times when this music is introduced and it's like, <laughs> 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 it doesn't make any sense. It's, yeah, just With a Skinner? speed it up a little bit more and it would totally be the Benny Hill thing. Right. <laughs> uh, now there's an edit I want to see. Hell yeah. Damn it. Tony gets to the party by himself. He meets the ambassador and he meets Cobras, which, you know, if Cobras knows this is probably his guy, why not just kill him there? Right. Exactly. And can, can we just talk about what Cobras and his henchmen are wearing? Which scene? From the t- start. They are wearing Well, the specifically at, in the, during the party scene. Yeah. It, well, he's it, wearing that gold he's, thing. He's wearing that gold uh, It looks like, like they are in of. the future. Well, the black suits, it's, it looks like from Superman 2 with Zob Yeah, wearing. right. So, but they well, those are, suits, yes. They are always wearing something that looks not of this time period, and I right. could never figure out. Why? And it's, I love how they get Just Jane to wear it, because they're too. the bad guys. Because they get Jane to wear it, too. At the end, yeah. Jay, they put Jane oh, yeah. in it. Yeah, part of the club. some black rubber Google suit. Gobble, one of us. Yeah, I just, I don't, under, I never, like, for the, at the very start, they're wearing this weird shit, and then mm-hmm. it keeps getting weirder. So Tony starts doing his danger sense thing again, and just before mm. he does something about it, Jane shows up, and she is really moving fast in this guy. Yeah, she is. Because, you know, she's like, hey, come look at my books. And then she drags him into the other room after, like, a little bit of light flirting. Now, meanwhile, Vadinho, he is spying on this meeting between the ambassador and Cobras and all of their their people. And uh, there's this one guy who's – they're probably talking about a merger, I guess, basically surrendering all their power over to Cobras. Right. Mm -hmm. Which they're not liking because they don't know anything about the guy. Right. And he doesn't seem to have any kind of affiliations. And one person is just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. This is a terrible idea. And so Cobras' men basically kick the shit out of him in the hallway. Yeah. Right. So that's what comes up of that. And I guess to have him brainwashed, too, that's what it implies. Yeah. Because he says I'm, he'll come around. So well, Exactly, yeah. yeah. So we cut back to Tony and Jane, who were just making out over like her desk and again it's a book about dinosaurs yeah yeah, yeah there's a great line that she reads yeah yeah and then they just full on full Make on out. start making out yeah. which uh, it comes out of nowhere 
But they have to quickly establish that there is some kind of connection between these two but I before figured, she totally turns evil. I right. figured this was part of the trap that she was setting or something, because, but no. Well, I thought no. so, too. Because the, the thugs come in, they start trying to fight off uh, Tony, and she just cowers in the corner scared like she right. had nothing, no idea it was going to happen. Yeah. I don't think she did. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Tony fights these guys off, so he can... Fight all he's right. A paleontologist who knows how he to fight. Just, he starts, yeah, kung fu fighting like nobody's business. But then he leaves the girl. He just yes, leaves he the does. girl. Yes, yeah. he, does. he doesn't worry about what? if it's she's going to be okay. <laughs> he's got a point. It's like it's her house. She'll be fine. Yeah, it's like, Bitch, these guys please. must work for her, so I'm out. <laughs> all right. So yeah. Tony is now in trouble. He's trying to get out of this place. He's trying to get to safety. Virginia's got his back though. He kills the power to the place. And now Tony since he can see in the dark, escapes to the attic and then to the roof. Yeah. Right. And then Virginio, from below, throws him this belt that he's been trying to pass along to this guy and says, hey, put the belt on. It's going to be fine. If, if Tony had jumped off the roof, shouldn't he have been fine, theoretically? Yes. Seeing as we've seen this, him do it before yes. without the belt? Exactly. Yes. But then he puts on the belt, and he's in his full costume. This costume is so bad. Oh, God. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like khaki pants. He's wearing khakis. <laughs> yes. yeah. and, a, and a red cape and the mask um, in gold on a black shirt and the third-rate wrestling belt. So he's, he's in full Puma Man attire. And then the music. And then the music starts up and then. <laughs> the actual Puma Man theme. Yeah, the theme. And then. Dun, 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 that's exactly it. Yes, I know. Well, <laughs> and then Vadinho tells him, just jump. It's going to be fine. And then yeah. he does. And now, Dina, Vadinho, I want you to describe this scene. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. He, he flies and flies and flies <laughs> and flies. Tell us of the quality of flight. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It's like he's standing straight up with his arms up. Yes. And there's wind blowing on him. And then does he, he's sort of, oh my God. And there's so many um, cityscapes, so many, so many rooftops, so many buildings. And he, oh my God. And then, and then when he's done, he doesn't even stick the landing. He falls down. So, so yeah. So it, it it is once again. It's just him this time suspended yes. in front of a blue screen. Oh my God. So they have if he is flying straight up. Yeah, it looks like he's just standing with his hands directly above him, looking straight up, and they're moving the scenery behind him on the blue screen. <laughs> it's just like she said, a cityscapes just. Zooming to the right, and then zooming up, and then zooming this way, and just constantly moving behind him. And the lighting is dark no matter what. If he's what. flying, like, horizontally, you can tell he's on some sort of wire contraption because his ass is sticking up in the air, and everything else he's too weak to keep so, like, his arms are, like, slowly lowering towards the ground because he can't hold them out for that long. His legs are starting to point towards the ground because he can't hold them out straight. He's just in this contraption where they've got a belt around his waist and his ass is sticking straight up in the air for when he's flying horizontally. And then they rotate him, and then he flies up, and then they rotate him again to fly down. And, yeah. 
It's this, the worst. It seriously is like uh, trying to ape it's like bad. a minute and a half yeah. long. It's way too long. It's like yeah. a minute and, it, and a and half thinking, long. Can you read my mind? That whole thing. That's what it's like, but terrible. Yeah. It, well, it well it it should be playing. Believe it or not, I'm walking, walking on air. air. I never thought I, I could feel so free. But unfortunately, it's not. It's the. And this movie would have been so much better if it had gone in that direction. It, well, I mean, because I seriously feel like this is kind of the basis for that for, show. Yes. A guy first learning of his superpowers and then having no control over them whatsoever. Yes. I'm so glad we had like a three-person sing-along just so that's We cool. sang that at my wedding. Have we talked about that? No. This was the song that we exited to and everybody sang it with us. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Thanks, thanks for that, everybody. So, so we get this long sequence of him doing this shit. Right. Just like to show like, hey, look what our amazing technology can do. And uh, then every night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like. No, 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 no. no. Come None on, of dude. it is any good. Star Wars, the original, came out three years prior, and that shit's way better than way this. Way better. But the um, best part about it, this whole thing, he comes right back. Yeah, to the exact same spot. He comes back to the same spot, yeah. But yeah. no, my favorite part of the whole thing is when we keep cutting back to Vidinho on the ground, looking up at him and smiling, smiling. and uh, lovingly yeah. lusting after <laughs> what he's seeing, even though because it's like it's love, even though he's jumping around <laughs> the city, right? yeah. But yeah, he, he fucking comes right back to the embassy. And after that's ba- and th- you just brought up the main issue I have with this. The last I checked, pumas do not fly. <laughs> what, what? But they <laughs> leap. There is a specific <laughs> reference to the way that he leapt all the way up to the roof of the building. They, t- the henchman, says that afterwards. Yeah. And that's what I don't understand is that it would make so much more sense if he was leaping from rooftop yes. to yeah. rooftop. OG Superman. Yeah. Instead of flying, which we find out after he crash lands. Yeah. And Vanino's telling him what just happened is that he's controlling all of this with his mind. And I'm like, but, but, but. Is he? But. Yeah, because mm, no. No, Vadino, You're no. wrong. Yeah. So this whole thing confirms to Cobras that he is indeed the Puma Man that he's been looking for. Right. Now, meanwhile, Vadino is now teaching Tony how to master his control of gravity in seconds. And that's the crazy thing. So you could make a case for that earlier shitty sequence of like how he actually looks in momentum. Right. But... I mean, you could dismiss that as, you know, oh, he's learning how to do it. He's learning how to control his power. Sure. But that's the same type of movement you see from him used throughout the rest Through of the Through the rest of the film. But despite yes. this, in just a matter of like two sentences explanation, Virginio teaches him how to master the ability to, to, to do this that we see displayed. So, again, there's no finding your power sort of bullshit. It's mm. just he's got it. Poof. He, he's got everything. White privilege. Whatever. He, he's got it. <laughs> While this is all happening, he puts it together that suddenly Jane is now indeed under mind control. Where does he piece this together? Because that's his initial motivation to find the mask. Because his goal now, again, because he's talked to Virginia about the existence of this mask and how it's being used to control people. And he's like, Jane must be being controlled by this mask. So his goal now is to save Jane by getting said mask. All the while, he's just whinier than Luke Skywalker in this entire scene. Because oh, he's saying, yeah. like, I just, I don't know if I can do this. I just, I, 
I can't. I don't want to be the Puma Man. Yeah. I just want to go to Tashi Station and get some power converters. <laughs> <laughs> There's a clear limitation on the lighting in this movie, by the way, because you every so much of this movie, whenever you see him talking to Vadinho in a scene together, he's never actually looking at Vadinho. It's always framed with him in the right. foreground, looking off into the distance, yes. talking to Vadinho, and Vadinho is always right behind him by his shoulder. Why? No idea. If it's like a deep dramatic conversation i get that but maybe again, they thought they'd fall in love and that was not the movie they wanted to make maybe they thought they said okay guys if we're going to keep this three-point lighting system set up we got three lights <laughs> that's it make yep. them count bitches and can i say that i think vidinho and tony had more chemistry than tony and jane oh absolutely oh, definitely because absolutely their relationship was really it ended up Quite lovely. I was hoping they'd kiss. Uh, me too. That would have been awesome. So Tony then decides, I'm going to go find this Cobras guy. So he finds somehow, while flying, jumping, whatever, finds Cobras's car and starts flying after it. And Cobras is like, I knew it. I knew he'd come looking for me. Let's give chase. Lead him into a trap. Yeah. <laughs> we get this great shot during all this, by the way, of, of him landing. So he lands in front of a building. And you see him in the process of landing facing towards the building. And when he lands, he's facing away, away from, from the, the building. building. Yes. Again, 10 out of 10 movie. Horribly lit chase scene, though, where it finally leads to, I guess, this construction site. Because yes. he follows one of the cars, and they get there, and everyone starts shooting at him, and he somehow dodges, even though he moves at, like, five miles per hour when he's in the air. Yeah. And I guess he gets one of them somehow, this older-looking guy, because he intimidates him. He's like, where are they? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, I don't know, I'm sorry. And he's like, well, then fine. I don't need you anymore. And he drops him. And the guy's like, wait, wait. I'll tell you where I'll tell you where Cobras is. Okay, well, tell me where it is. It's like, I, I don't remember. <laughs> he drops him again. He's like, wait, no. I swear, I really don't remember. Nobody remembers. So I guess he puts together from that that he that Cobras is hypnotizing every person who he lets in on his secret plans. Right. I mean, the guy's efficient. You gotta give him that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. By the way, when he has him up in the air during these shots, shouldn't it be a little bit windier? Well, Should they be. are clearly just standing oh, on definitely. something, and he's holding the guy. The guy is just like either le- kneeling or something. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. And they've got like a, a space fan. Just yeah, it is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. He learns from this guy. That the mask is at a mansion. Yeah. That's yes. all they have to go by. And he leaves him hanging on a hook. Back at Vadinho's hideout, the two pray while Tony learns how to channel the image of the mansion by diving into the nothingness. Oh boy, here's yeah. another fun effect, guys. <laughs> that this movie was way too fond of. Tony decides to dive into the not- into the nothingness. By entering a wall like he's going to fucking Hogwarts. And then we get this. Yeah, seriously. That's exactly what it is. And then we get this long acid trip of him just like floundering around as scenes of like London. And this is when we find out we're in London. Yeah. This is when we find out. We see the Big Ben. We see the bridge. Yeah. yeah. He then returns and he's like, there's there's no point to this whole sequence. And, And did he actually leave and fly or was this all in his mind? I, because I d- couldn't tell. I guess it was real because, but why the color choices? Right. I just, I, oh my God, I was so confused. Yeah. So yeah. He, he, all he learned from this is that he can't project himself anywhere that he has never been before. Remember this. Yes. Yeah. He has because to the movie be able doesn't. to he has picture, to be able to picture the, it. in his mind in order to 
transport. Like there. Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. He uses this newfound ability by teleporting himself into Martin's car. This is a scene I was talking about, Adina. You said his acting was solid. This guy reacts so blasé and nonchalant but to that, him they, showing up in his fucking car. That is direction, because when he appears in Jane's car, she reacts the exact same way. So that is, I'm putting Are all that on Are you saying that Jane's director. a good actor, too? Nope, I'm not. <laughs> But I was like, because seriously, I'd be like, what the fuck? What, how'd you get here, right? Yeah. But the director clearly told them, because everybody reacts the same way when the he suddenly appears. Asleep, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm going to beat your ass about Martin. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> he, he does it bad enough. He looks bored. He's like, well, where'd you come from? Well, but Jane does the same thing. So that's why I could excuse it, because I'm certain the director was like, no, no, no. Uh, he just appears. It's fine. Well, just, he, just play it off. <laughs> it's fine. He gets this tracking device from him. That's the whole point of the scene. He's yes. like, hey, you drive a fire engine. Can, can I have a tracking device, please? <laughs> you, know, you just happen to have lying around in the back seat. Yep. So he he grabs him one, and then you know Tony just pulls a ladybird and just rolls out of the car, and somehow Martin just crashes the car truck into a building. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why did that happen? Why because did it need to this happen? movie is a comedy. But why did it need to happen? Why did he crash? What made I don't it, no idea. it needed to happen? Yeah. It was stupid. It just happened. It was stupid as fuck. And Tony was a douche because he just saluted him and said see you later and i'm pretty sure that martin's reaction is is silent but uh, you, you could t- like He's he raises mad. his fist yeah and you can tell like they omitted him raising his middle finger and actually saying the word fuck yes because he mouths it yeah. and just holds his fist up <laughs> <Yes>. like uh. <laughs> Like we can't actually say the word because Martin. this is a PG rated movie. Right. And notice the scene, the obvious way that he would naturally exit is by disappearing again. Right. But they were in the one location where they couldn't do that shot of him disappearing because he's in a car. Yeah. But he senses trouble again because he starts doing his migraine face mm. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets back to Vadinho's place where he finds Vadinho having been tied up by thugs. Who've mm-hmm. somehow found him. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Which, by the way, Vadinho, again, I can't stress this enough. He's a big guy. He's tall. Yeah. He's he's, he's yes. crazy jacked. How the hell did these guys get a hold of him? No idea. Because we see him take down more men later on in the they movie. They got uh, baseball bats. They got something they, they beat, do, that they, they beat him, him with. He's so. bloody. I mean, he's, he doesn't look good, yeah. but still, it's, there's like, what, four people there? Yeah. Uh, he was probably praying to the space gods, right. and they snuck and up on him and beat the shit on, out of him. And threw the net over him. Well, Tony's here to take them out and w- with his new Puma powers. Virginia then heals himself because they're talking, and he takes this little medallion thing that he keeps carrying with him and starts... And he prays to Rubbing it. Rubbing it around his face, and then you just get this quick cuts of it just disappearing one after the other. Yeah. Mm. Couldn't even fade it out. It was dumb. Yeah, it was lousy. We teleport then, literally, because he teleports with his Puma powers, into Jane's car, where he's never been before. But hey, let's just... Sure. Yeah. And again, she is completely nonchalant about it. Yep. He only does it so he can hide the transmitter in there, and then talk to her, and she's like, I'm sorry, I can't tell you anything. I can't. He's got me under his control. You have to save me. Meanwhile, these other thugs, who I guess somehow saw him teleport into her car, start following them. And then he slips the, the, the transponder away, and then he splits again. So he can teleport out of this car, apparently. Mm-hmm. By the way, I should go back. 
while she's fighting to tell him this information, oh, we God. do see yes. her mannequin head back at Cobras' place, yeah. and it starts to crack. And he's got this needle thing that he puts in their heads, which is creepy as fuck. Yeah. And it just, it's like it bores into the top of her head. Yeah. Is it like voodoo, or is this supposed to be a specific effect I, well, relating she, to She the... does react as if she were in pain. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then the faces crack, and I never understood that. And, and no. Cobras is lecturing her, saying, you know, you know, you can't fall in love with this guy. It's like, what? what, Love? Like, they made out on top of a, a dinosaur, dinosaur book, book for, right. like, two seconds, and then suddenly they're lovers? It's totally true love. Yeah. If right. you make out on top of a dinosaur book, it's love. That's Fair. what this movie says. <laughs> So he calls because her. because they did posit that it was because they didn't know no, love that uh, that's, that's why right. they were extinct. Yes. So she summoned back to Cobras' place this mansion. That's what he said. I know. I wrote it down. Yep. She summoned back to Cobras' place this mansion, which you know now Tony tracks it back. Cobras is also having this entire host of people that he had earlier from the movie. The Heads embassy. of state of the entire world. Right. That's who he's got. Yeah. Heads of state of the entire world. No. There are no security teams. None none whatsoever. <laughs> and what I don't understand is how does the Dutch ambassador to England have access to the World Security Council? Because the script said so. Zip. The script is a magical <laughs> thing, Zip. Never underestimate it. Yeah. Solve all your problems mm-hmm. if you just read it. Yep, just read the script. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. For everyone playing at home, there's your entry for the, um, for the I'm uh, holding my forehead and making the sound. <laughs> uh, I sense danger. No, I'm sorry. So, bullshit. That's what <laughs> yes, I sense is bullshit. Yes. So Cobras mind locks the board while they're in this conference room. But he does so by going into his room with the mask and doing so through a two-way mirror. Yes. Yes. Which, I mean, I guess is kind of plausible because it takes some time for each person. So It does, yeah. Because he has to go all the way around the table. All the way around the table. Yeah. So their heads can materialize on his desk. Imagine if that happened, though. Imagine if he just came with a mask and was like, hey, what do you think of this, Glenn? (laughs) Okay, cool. Now, Mike, what do you think? (laughs) Raphael. Sorry, I'm sorry. Don, Leo. Oh, my God. Splinty. Cobras then brings Jane into his mask room, and he tells her that he has to find Tony, smile at him, and then shoot him. Conveniently enough, Tony materializes into the room. Jane sees him, and she does neither of these things. She does not shoot him. No, she doesn't even smile. She just does that, like, weird open mouth gape that she does throughout the movie and then throughout the entire movie her mouth is wide (laughs) open for the majority of this film and then just fires her gun up into the air yeah oh my god can can i just say that the the heads of the all the states of the world when they after they get hypnotized they all just nod their heads they're all nodding their heads that's how you know they've been hypnotized is they just start nodding they're not talking they just start nodding Nodding their their heads and then Cobras tells them, you can go now. They've had no food, no drink. They've They've been there for five minutes. Once they're all hypnotized, (laughs) okay, you can leave now. Okay, you can go, and we'll talk about the details later. Yeah. Okay, see ya. 
done. No. Again, the guy's efficient. Yeah. There you go. As he can be. So then we are introduced to this force field thing that is around his platform. Now, is that his technology or is that the mask? I, see, that's what I, I don't know. That's what was confusing to me. Yeah. Um, that? Just that? It's never explained. <laughs> huh? Beca- well, the, yeah, yes, yes. Yes. Just that, Adina. <laughs> the rest of the movie makes perfect fucking sense. The, no, is that because later on there is an attempt to bring down the force field by ripping lines like the power lines out of the ceiling, right? But doesn't do anything, right. so it it's being generated somewhere else. But they still don't explicitly state it's coming from the mask uh-uh. because it seems to fade in and out. Only when it's needed, and we don't apparently. see we don't see Cobras actually press any buttons or use any, no. any right. switches that would trigger it. Exactly, it just right. comes up whenever the Puma Man tries to attack and get at Cobras. Right, and this entire time, Cobras is using this opportunity to mind lock Tony, and he tells him that his powers are now gone. Which is that just in his mind? Is that a just command? Just in his mind, yeah. Okay, because again, because we get a scene later where Vadino. Is mm-hmm. saying, I give up on you. You're out of powers. You're done. So I think it's when the head appears. Yes. So that's. So once, once the, the head, head fully appears, appears, then all your willpower and anything that you have as a strength exactly. of, as a person yeah. is because, gone. Because, as is, has been established, all of his powers he controls with his, his mind. mind. But now Cobras is in charge of his mind, therefore he can't use his powers. Right. right. Uh, Tony d- escapes. And he starts flying through the air. We get the same terrible flight shots. Mm-hmm. And it'd be one thing if while he's saying your powers are gone, if you see him faltering more than he had been before. Right. right. But it gets the same It's the same sequence. shot. Yeah. The, the, all, the, the only difference is the background that they're showing on the blue screen slows down and, and becomes a little more erratic. But as far as him... In the foreground, it's it's they're just reusing the same shots over and over. Tony lands and then escapes back to Vadino's place. Why did they ever go back to his apartment ever again? Because it seems like the villains are they're out in the countryside now. They're not in London because they never go back to the city. They stay near the mansion the rest of the movie. True, it's just they never go back to the city. It's just if they're trying to hide it, they're not doing a very good. They're hiding out in a barn that's on the property of the mansion. Tony is then fighting the mind control and major overacting at this point. The entire time, Cobras is saying things to him like, you know, your powers are mine. Turn yourself in. Return to me. And then I guess he decides to try being a YouTube commenter and just telling him to flat out kill himself. Yep. Because Tony just calms down and then just yeah. tries to jump out of a window. And then Vadinho has to physically restrain him to stop him from doing it. Then Vadinho teaches him the most interesting trick that a puma can learn. Playing dead. Yep. Because the villains, so some of Cobras's cronies are coming to to apprehend him. Somehow, to, so is this is this his power or is he just teaching him how to act? I don't know. Because he just stops moving and just looks straight ahead, and I, then the villains come and they check on him. They're saying, "Yeah, no, he's he's definitely dead. He definitely yeah, he, feel, he feels for a pulse. He checks for breathing." Nothing. And then he right. says he died by suicide. How do you? How can you tell? I guess just because of the way he's laying. I don't know. Well, or that is like okay. He said to kill himself, and he's dead. So I guess. I guess he's right. Yeah. And and so he starts. We get this like I guess tense scene because <laughs> he starts to get back into his car. One of the lackeys, and then Tony looks up to make sure he's like you know still on his way out. Then he puts his head back down when he realizes, oh shit, he's not. 
And then the crony like turns around again, starts getting closer again to check on. And we get this whole back and forth thing. And then there's like a bug that just lands on his face and won't stop fucking around, which that had to have been an accident. That well, had to have been. That scene goes on for so long with the bug yeah, on his face and in his ear. Because he was probably laying there and a bug fell on his face. He's like, uh, well, oh, yeah, keep rolling. Keep right. rolling. It's hilarious. But, I mean, Jesus. I that know. poor actor, I felt so he, bad for him in that moment. And it goes on way too long. It goes on way too long. I mean, I, I thought it was a nice touch with the bug. But then I was like, okay, are you done? Can you be done now? Can he be dead? And can the cronies go? Yeah. It was terrible. But no, because then he looks to see if the bug is still there and then diverts his eyes once again. And the henchman, once, once again, again, is starting to get in the car and then turns and looks like, wait a minute. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Why is this it's taking dumb. so right. long? Just get in the car and go. Again, is this movie a comedy? And then he finally leaves. And then Vadinho, you know, he pats Tony in the back saying, you know, great job. That was some of the best acting I've ever seen from you this entire movie. Now, <laughs> go home because I got this. You have no more powers. You are useless to me. Right. And so he plans to kamikaze himself with Cobras because he straps some dynamite to his chest. Vadinho does. Yes, yeah. Yes. And And to, to approach the mansion. So just, just quickly, real quick here. So if... The Puma Man is done. If there are no more powers, does another Puma Man happen? Are all the Puma Mans over? How does this... Where, the Puma how does Man the, falls in the woods is a... Yeah. I mean, honestly, how does... I don't understand how this mythology works. But he's... Well, but he's not dead. He is not actually dead. Right. Therefore, he still has the powers. He just can't use them because okay. his mind's being controlled by someone in else. in this moment, it felt like Puma Man was over. And Vadinho was Correct. like, well, there's no more Puma Man, so right. I'm going to end it all. Right. So that made me question how the hell is all this working. I don't understand. So, but if he was able to destroy that, because at that point, he's just going to destroy the mask. Right. Understood. Yeah. And once the mask is destroyed, then I, I'm guessing he gets his powers back. Uh, psh, uh, who, knows? who knows? Yeah. But to get away, Vadinho knocks out Tony, and he ties him to a table, then leaves him. Because Tony wants to go with him. Yeah. Because they're totally bros now. Yeah. And right. Tony is his friend. Like, they want, he wants to help his friend out. And Vadinho is like, no, you can't go. So then he knocks him out. And th- these were some really nice moments between the two of them, I thought. So, yeah, they anyway. had good chemistry. Yeah, but he knocks him out and ties him up, and he goes to go blow himself up. Yeah, and right. he goes to the mansion. They, he, he shows them the dynamite at the door. They let him in to meet with, uh, with Cobras. And then, of course, he takes him into the conference room. And Cobras, it seems like he mind locks him. Right. While he keeps repeating to himself, Vadinho, uh, no, you know, every Each man, man is, is a god. god. Each man is free. Each man is free. Each man is I am one with the forest. The forces with free. me. Yeah. 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 He's commanded by Cobras to take the dynamite off and hand it off, and he does. So you're thinking, okay, he's got him now, which I was in for this because it would be like, okay, a really good heavy for Tony to inevitably fight whenever he gets his powers back would right. be him because he's the biggest guy in the movie so far. Right. So that would be a cool fight, but no, no. Nope. He's faking it because he just takes the opportunity instead of actually detonating the bomb that he's walked in here with and could successfully kill all of his problems. Which, might I add, did you notice when he actually – that when the henchman reaches over to grab the, the, the trigger from him, he puts his hand like directly on top of it, which should have detonated that the dynamite. That would have detonated the dynamite. I didn't notice he, that. When he reaches up, he grabs from the top and puts his hand directly oh, yeah. on that top of the trigger, which should have, have detonated, detonated the dynamite. The but it didn't. Dumb. 
But instead, so when he hands off the dynamite, he then now what does it? Does he have a well, grenade? He or, must yeah, have he has like one another stick, stick of dynamite it was or one, something. It was a stick of dynamite or he, something. He throws and destroys. He the throws ultimate. it at the two way mirror, and yeah. it, everything explodes. That's what you accomplished. Your entire plan was just to destroy a two way mirror. Yes, success. Right. Wow, good, okay. good one. Yeah, but was, he was the only person who successfully. Fended off the mind control. Right. And the force of the blast, did, it took down some of the mannequin heads on the table, including Jane's. Yes. And she Correct. regains her freedom again. And she takes that chance because she sees Tony's in the, on the ground. She smashes it the rest of the way. It's way too frantic. Like, she's looking at it like it's, like, a revolting thing yeah. while well, she's destroying it. Kind of it. Is. Well, they are. They were horrifying. They were yeah. not good likenesses of no. the people no. at all. But and then, then he gets his powers back. Yeah, because he, he yeah. breaks out of the ropes and then he just and teleports over there. And then the goddamn music. So we have this team-up fight sequence with Vadinho <laughs> fighting while Tony's fighting. And you know what? There's actually some good stunts that I like during this sequence. One shot in particular of this, one of the flunkies doing a flying kick into Vadinho and he yes. just bounces right off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this guy was not only built, like that's a good stunt. It is. I really dug that. Tony, okay, we should also establish, because we've never touched on this, one of his powers also includes super clawing ability. Oh, right. Yeah, because at apart one metal, point, Vidinia's so. like, your hands are claws! Your hands are claws! Yeah. And, yeah. So he can rip <laughs> apart metal like it's nothing. Yes. And, and so he's trying to claw this energy dome again. And Well, can I just say, during this fight scene, while, while Vidinio's over here fighting one person, we see Tony, and this is where the flying stops... And he actually he starts leaps. leaping. Yes. Ar- he starts jumping around like a cat. He's leaping with his claws, and that's how he's attacking the henchman now. But he's doing it in the back. So you see v- uh, Vitinho, like just busting dudes left and right, and in the background you see Tony like hopping through the air, like boing, boing, boing. It's yeah. hysterical. It's very funny. And he, this is where he, where he mentioned he leaps to the ceiling and tries pulling the power. But yeah, so he where... goes into the room to 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 uh, to face off with Cobras. Yeah. And yeah, the, the so the energy dome is still there. So he jumps up and rips the lines out of the ceiling, the power lines, but it that does not stop the energy dome. It's no. still there. So he's got to figure out another way to get past this dome. Because he can't claw through the energy like he tries. Right. Exactly. Yeah, then he goes up and tries to claw through it, and no go. So what does he do? He transports. And this, I was like, that's actually smart. He envisions himself being inside the dome, so he disappears through the floor and then comes back up through the floor right behind Cobras, yeah. who tries to spin the mask around real fast, but doesn't get there in time. No. <laughs> we get this scene like where he's like, try- not even fast. He's trying to like slowly pivot it around while you just see Puma Man ducking and like trying to... Yeah, he's silly. ducking under the gaze of the Puma Mask <laughs> yeah. in order to get to Cobras. And then he finally takes control of the mask yeah. and aims it at Cobras and starts to put him under control. And you see the effects. Yeah, you start to see the effects, but before he can complete it... The he most, pulls a Bond villain move and drops through a trap door. The most convenient trap door, just big enough for his body. Because how did it activate? Yeah. Who knows? 
And you know what? To his credit, Puma Man don't got time to figure out that shit. So he just starts clawing nope. at it himself. So he goes over and yeah. rips these metal doors right out of the fucking floor. And you know what? I've been having a great time in this movie up until now. This is the part where I started calling like angry bullshit because he follows him down and leads to this underground tunnel. And he follows that out to this yard. And way across the yard is this helicopter that Cobras is assumedly in. And there's no way in 14 out of 13 fucks that Cobras <laughs> could have covered this much ground so nope. quickly. No. There's no fucking yeah. way this no. is possible. He, got, he was in the trap door, and he got to that helicopter in like three fucking seconds. And he's the only one in the helicopter. Right. Yeah. He's the only he's one. He's the only person in the helicopter. So the helicopter the is on. already powered up, yes. ready, to go ready to go by the time Puma Man gets there. This oh. would take it like an easy... Yeah. Seven and a half minutes for a guy in his shape. Oh, absolutely! Size. Oh my yeah. god! So, so then he gets the helicopter in the air. Yeah, and then we get the puma in it up in the air, and and the, and there's apparently a mounted machine gun on the side of the helicopter guys, because yeah. Cobras is not only piloting the helicopter but making the gun fire as well. This I don't know how. took so long. Oh my god! And I couldn't even was was Puma Man fighting the helicopter? Yes. Yes. Puma Man was fighting the helicopter because that he flies off and he's chasing the helicopter and you see scenes where the helicopter is dodging Puma Man and then Puma Man's dodging the bullets and the helicopter. And then there is one moment where he straight up shoulders like rams into the helicopter. Like he just rams into the helicopter physically. Three times. With his body. Just wham. Yep. And the helicopter comes back around and then the helicopter sideswipes him and then comes back around and then he slams into the helicopter again. Well, can we also like, about he the- is physically fighting a helicopter. Did you notice the force perspective of this was really janky too? It was. Yes. Because yeah. he looks so much bigger than the helicopter. Yes. And it's supposed to be framed like he's it actually right by it. It is a mess. Yeah. It's a fucking yeah. mess. <laughs> yeah. And so then finally squares up with the side of the helicopter and flies straight to it. Rips the window off the side of the helicopter, climbs in, and then proceeds to fight Cobras. Yes. You fill out a lot of blanks in that sequence because you don't actually see him rip anything off. He just kind of gets in there somehow. He does rip the window off. Yeah. yeah. He rips the window off, then and then suddenly in he's in the helicopter. Yeah, exactly. And then they, I guess, fight for a little bit. I guess he dismantles part of the controls because then he just ducks out and then just cold-blooded murders Cobras. Yes. Runs into some sort of radio antenna Tower thing yeah, and it's blows a, up. some sort of tower. He, the 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 helicopter hits it and breaks in two, and then, and then hits the ground and, and explodes. explodes. Yeah, and that's the end. Of and Cobras. it's a great model shot, by the way. Yes, it's a model it was, helicopter it's a hitting the lovely model shot. It's yes. a, yeah, and then that's it. And then we get our epilogue, which takes place. I get this some this, jacked up fucking <laughs> like, Stonehenge. Yeah, yes. <laughs> community it is theater not Stonehenge. Stonehenge. At all. It's like Spinal Tap, Stonehenge, made by 10-year-olds. But, like, Doric columns yeah, it instead doesn't make any of sense. actual... It makes no sense. None of it is Aztec-related at yeah, all. Yeah, none. And Vadinho, Tony, and Jane are there, and they summon the ship, what I call the uh, Lost in Spaceballs ship. And <laughs> I thought it would look like one of those round <laughs> Rubik's Cubes they had. <laughs> it yeah. It's the one from the beginning. Yeah. And, the, and they return the mask to it. It just disappears. And the Vadinho says, I have to go with them. Yeah. Why? 
well, we're never told. He's going to take them back to the mountains where his people are. Where his people are. But it's like, Because uh, he's the priest. Yeah. And he says, I'll promise to return when the next generation of Puma men show up. So, you know, come bring your, well, dad, no, he, bring your it, son. Well, it, yeah, he's, it, when, when, you, when you have a child, bring him to me and I'll train him. He takes off. We get this vanishing shot of him. And then Jane and Tony embrace and he jumps up in the air, and they're levitating, and we get some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard in any movie in our podcast. Yep, they're in the air, they're laughing, they're loving each other, and Jane says, I've never seen anyone make love in the air. And he says, but that's how you make little puma men. That's well, the is. last line in the movie. That's the last line in the movie, and then there's freeze frame um, on them kissing in the air, and the credits. Oh, roll. like if that was any worse than the last line of Soul Taker? I'm just saying. I'm not. What <laughs> was the, last line of Soul Taker? the thing about uh, maybe we'll see him again in Paradise or so, whatever uh, that led into the same the song of the same name. Little Puma Man though was again. But, uh, again. Also, did you notice what did he whisper in her ear? Did you see that? I have no idea what he said, but there was dialogue happening that we didn't hear. It's something that we he said. Don't worry, it's curable. <laughs> I have a salve for that. I, I can save this, though. The last line in the movie should have been, I can't have children. Just look at it for a second. Like, he, he, they, these two barely know each other. They, they really haven't built up enough to really call themselves lovers at this point. And it, then, you know well, because they I haven't been able to love. Yeah. Basically yeah. Say, the, the last love it. session ended with his, him beating ass and but leaving I, her. I could, I could buy, you know, we have lots of comedies and lots of movies where people fall in love over, you know, dire circumstances or whatever. Right. I could have bought it if there was any goddamn chemistry between the two of them. And if their first time wasn't in the air with, full, with all their clothes on and talking about having children together. Well, they hadn't started the act yet. Well, she yeah. said, I've never made love in the air before, so it implies they're about to fuck. Well, yeah, because that's how little Puma men are made. <laughs> what part of the logic are you missing, guys? All right, we're done. On that Let's note, go. that's the end of the movie. Yeah, trivia, fuck it. <laughs> Okay, we're back. <laughs> hmm? So, oh, did you guys dig anything up on this one? Uh, I only got a couple things. Um, Walter George Alton, who played Puma Man, is a lawyer. Puma Man or Puma Man? <laughs> well, Donald Pleasant says Puma Man. Yes, he does. I'm going to go with Puma Man. Um, the guy play, who played Vadinho is still acting a lot. Most good like movies him. too. Yeah. And but uh, for now, like mainly Spanish, correct speaking yeah. stuff. But I mean, stuff that's uh, he was in Fitzcarraldo. Donald Pleasant said that this was the worst film he'd been in. Oh, I would disagree with that nope. statement. But. Yeah, that's his opinion. In, in his opinion, in his opinion, this Fair was enough. the yeah. That's what I got. The blue screen sequences in this movie were shot in two days. Well, that's not surprising. Yep. Yeah. And lastly, my favorite piece of trivia from this, Sydney Rome. So, have either of you been to her IMDb page? Oh, I, d- I did visit it. She's still acting. What did you think of her profile picture? 
It didn't. Oh, right. It's it. Isn't it David Bowie? Yeah, her profile picture yeah. is David Bowie. Oh my God, and it she's is. She's in it. She's in it. But the first thing you see is David. It's Bowie. A, it's not even a good picture of her either. No, it's not. Because she's cropped out of it in the profile. But yep. when you actually open it oh, up, that's, yeah, it is. Yep. But her profile picture, as viewed by IMDb, like on her full page, is David Bowie. <laughs> Cobras keeps his people from revealing where the mask is by controlling their minds. But there's more than one way for a cat to skin. Skip it. Moving along to wow. best line, worst line. Well, we've already said worst line. I mean, I did. That I've never seen anyone make love in the air. Um, my best line actually was when we first get to Vadino's hideout and Tony asks him, how do you sleep here? Vadino says, how one sleeps does not matter. How one wakes up is important. I like that. And I thought, okay, yep, that's pretty deep. I will take it. Because Vadino's lines actually weren't terrible. And he was the he was the moral center and the he was Correct. you know he was the guru he was the guide right so but I thought that line I was like oh yep I'll I will totally buy that as a valid statement so that was my best line yeah. and you've already heard my worst line zip what you got my uh, for best line uh, when uh, when she is uh, at the museum inviting him to the party at her father's house. And she tells him that, you know, oh, it's, he's the Dutch ambassador or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm going to have to, what am I going to wear to such a fancy shindig or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, her response is, come any way you like, but come. And I thought, taken out of context, <laughs> that is very much a response line to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So that's what it just, I'm like, that, yeah. I love that line. Yeah, because line. no one talks like that. Nobody talks like that. Come any way you like, but, but come. come. My favorite line was when he was on the roof, about to put the belt on for the first time, and uh. Virginia is telling him, put the belt on and you'll fly. His response is, I'm not a bird. <laughs> <laughs> really Which is true. Yeah. It's true. He's, yeah. a, he's Puma. He's a Puma. So, worst line, uh, at the end, uh, when they're having the, the little praying ceremony and the, the alien lost in space ball ship shows up, <laughs> Virginia says... Something and you know it was like oh these are the gods that created the puma man or whatever. Tony's response is something like, "Are you saying that that we come from the same place, or the, or that we're the same, or we part of them, or or whatever?" That's right, yes. And Vadino's response is, <laughs> "We all are a little." It was like, wait, so are you saying we were created by space gods? That aliens created us because we're all a little part of them. So with yeah. the, I don't know. So what's we're all going Puma men. Then is that how this works? I don't know. <laughs> My worst line was: Vadino has explained everything to Tony, and in exasperation, because this is the part where he was like really whiny, and he says to him, "Teach me some India swear words, Vadino. I've used mine all up." I Which wrote that down, too. He yeah. hasn't sworn one time the entire exactly. movie. One time Not the once. entire movie. Yeah. This is like a PG-ass movie. We used up all our curse words in the first ten minutes while watching the movie. Oh, I have plenty yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> all right, drinking game. Uh, anytime. Uh, ba, 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 yeah. Da, 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 da. You'll be dead within 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the music for sure. Anytime Tony flies... 
not every time we cut to a shot of him flying. No, no, just no, no, but just any every extended time he flies. sequence of yeah, him flying. Yeah, but the music yes. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime the music is horribly mismatched with the mood of oh. the scene. Drink every time Tony speaks to Vadinho without actually looking at him. <laughs> and then every time Jane shows her teeth without smiling or speaking. <laughs> because she has she her has mouth her open mouth for three fourths of this time. fucking movie. So yeah. much. Yes. So much of the movie. Yes. Yes. It's like a grimace that she always has in her face. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, the opening shot of her inspecting the mask. Yeah. Her mouth is it, open. Her mouth is wide open. Yeah. She's got She's a big not mouth. Speaking. Too. She's just got She's her got mouth wide open. She's got some big white teeth. So what did they do right? I like this movie a lot. It did not. It was fun. It is fun. It's it's it's, it's fun in that cheesy bad movie kind of way. Like it doesn't take itself too seriously. I, you gotta give it credit for that. Do you? I don't know. Like, again, <laughs> it's silly. But, but yeah, it, it, because uh, that's why it feels like it was this supposed to be a comedy, right? With you know, superhero elements to it, or was this a superhero movie that was sometimes funny? I think it's just unintentionally comedic in several places. But it's it's clearly going and when it's some trying camp. to be funny, it's just stupid. It's it's got some camp it's trying to ride. Like I said, I had a fun I don't know time. If it's that self aware. I mean, I don't think. It, uh, let me put it this way: I don't think it's trying to be like, when you compare it to something that's stone cold serious, like another bad movie, Batman vs Superman. There's nothing campy about that movie whatsoever. No. Where, right. And again, that's granted, it's a more modern film. But again, looking at it through that lens, but, I at least had fun watching this movie. I yeah. didn't through Batman vs Superman. Let me put it this way: 420 is in a couple of days. I'll be watching this again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. I, I had a good time. Uh, if I had to pick what the I mean, there's one, a reason why it was a perfect candidate to be on Mystery Science. Theater. Look, oh, for sure. I I loved Vadinho. Yeah, I, I did really, too. The cultural, really the liked cultural him. additions to this movie I were great. really liked him a lot. So, uh, but I really did not enjoy watching this film. So I know I'm on, the, I'm in the minority there. I just, yeah. I, I well, so it was, was like, Padino, so it's okay. Yeah, there were just so many things about it that I was like, this is totally jacked. I want to believe your mythology. I want to, and I think it's because I wanted to buy into it so much. Right. And it just didn't follow through. And it just made me mad. And then Donald Pleasant's just kind of sleepwalking his way right. through this movie. Yeah, but, and the effects were terrible. Well, and but and and this is sort of how I looked at it: is that story wise, it had sort of the same problems, just like Neptune Men. Yeah, did it is yes. is that it? They didn't stick to their own mythology. And when they really needed to explain something so that we could follow along with them, they didn't. didn't. They just sort of glossed over it. Same thing happens in both movies. Yes. It just, to me, this one was at least somewhat entertaining, even if it was unintentional. I gotcha. Yeah. It was still funny to watch. Like, I just still, I can still see him bouncing around in the background while right. Vidinho's kicking ass. <laughs> Tony's just bouncing around, bouncing like boing, around. boing, boing, and he's yeah. he's obviously on wires, but it's not good wire work. That's what makes it funny, you know. Yeah. So, like, in that is that's why I was I was still entertained by the movie, even though it's not good. I still had a fun time watching it. Whereas Neptune Men, even though it had similar problems, was just Boring. boring you know i gotcha all right that said zip this mm -hmm. movie needs a grade on the flaming cinematic turd meter <laughs> um here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> <laughs>
I uh, is it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but it was campy and fun, and I enjoyed my experience watching it. However, I will say this, and I did try to keep since I had seen the MSC3K version prior to watching it just straight up. I tried to keep that as separate from my thoughts as I'm trying not to think, oh, this is the part where they said this or they said that I tried to keep a clear head while watching it. But right now, I will tell you, if you have a chance to watch the MST3K version of this movie, watch it because it is insanely funny. And so it's a great send up of this movie. Um, uh, but just watching it on its own. It really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be just watching it as a movie. Uh, so, uh, you know, what can I say? Uh, I got a overall, I'm going to give this one a two. And that is it. <laughs> Adina, you look so happy right now. That is it for another episode of We Came From The Bottom. Once again, brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Next time, United Passions.